Welcome to Sunny in Seattle with your host, Sunny Joy. And coming up on today's show, Sunny welcomes one of the most talented intuitive channels practicing today, Stephanie Banks. And the two of them will be traveling down a path of magic and wisdom. And so will you. They'll also be chatting about intuitive development with messages from spirit. We might even take some of your calls, so stay tuned for those numbers. And now we welcome your host for the day, Sunny Joy. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Sunny in Seattle. I'm your host, Sunny Joy McMillan, and we're here every Friday from 9 to 10 a.m. on Alternative Talk 1150 a.m. KKNW in Seattle, as well as 103.3 KPCA in Petaluma, bringing you amazing guests and resources that will help you create a life filled with peace, joy, freedom, and purpose. It is radio that positively shines. And if you can't catch the show live, you are always welcome to access those show archives. Those are found at 1150kknw.com. You can also find the show on iTunes and Podcast One if you are more of a podcast person. And just a quick disclaimer for our KPCA folks, that the views expressed here are not necessarily the views of Petaluma Community Access, KPCA Radio, or its board of directors, volunteers, staff, or underwriters. And as quick housekeeping, my website is goldenoversoul.com. That is goldenoversoul.com. Um, Benny, how's my sound today? Sounds awesome, and we're living it here in Seattle for you. It is beautiful outside and has been all week long, and oh. we will continue into the weekend. Sunny, you're amazing. You did wonderful. I'm glad you sent it to us. <laughs> just for you, Benny. It's Thank just you. for you. Oh, big hugs. Big hugs. <laughs> yes, of course. Always big hugs. Back and forth from California. We're still in California, if you can tell. But um, we are I'm actually sitting in a little, uh, it's it's the cutest little phone booth in a co-working space mm -hmm. um, that I, I decided, Benny, I just felt so bad knowing that you're like <laughs> running in and out of the auxiliary studio if my line drops with the Zoom and the Wi-Fi connection. So um, I have hopefully upped my digs a little bit for the show this morning where um, the sound quality will be really good in the Zoom. I, will not I, drop. <laughs> I hope so too. I'm glad you went above and beyond for your show today. Yes. I did. I feel, I mean, really, it just, I know as I listen to a lot of podcasts and a lot of shows and it is so frustrating when the connection is bad, when, or at least for me, it is frustrating. Uh -huh. Um, you know, and, and so as a listener, I, I, I hate to do that to other people when I know how it feels when I'm on the receiving end of that. So, um, we're going to do our best to try to keep this as clear and crisp as possible. Uh, even if it means I have to find co-working spaces <laughs> in the places where we land. So. Hey, it all works out. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm really excited to welcome back to the show. Um, she's one of our most frequent guests, um, Stephanie Banks. You may have known her as Stephanie Levinston, but I just like to say that just in case. She was formerly Levinston, um, but now Stephanie Banks. And I think she was last on in September 2020, which is a little bit longer than I'd even thought, um, talking about divine divorce, um, which is a little bit outside of the regular wheelhouse of the shows that we've normally done together. Um, so we'll talk a little bit more about that as well. Um, but just to give you a little background information on Stephanie, after serving in the healthcare industry as a hospital-based speech-language pathologist for 20 years, Stephanie realized that her intuitive gifts were calling loudly to her. She left the medical setting to pursue her soul's work as an intuitive channel and spiritual guide and coach, and she hasn't looked back. 
Stephanie serves clients around the globe who are seeking ways to expand their own intuitive gifts and learn to trust their inner voice of wisdom. She serves those who are seeking connections with loved ones and ancestors on the other side of the veil, as well as those who are seeking clarity in their career, professional life, their relationships, life transitions of really any sort, and many other areas in which life may have become confusing, chaotic, and uncertain. I know we can all relate to that. Her gifts allow her to connect with a client's higher self, other souls actually on the planet at this time, souls on the other side, guides, animals, even the trees and Gaia. Uh, she trained under the mentorship of Sally Baldwin and Sonia Choquette, and she's a favorite intuitive of Lynn Twist, author of The Soul of Money. Um, you can find out more about Stephanie if you wish to, um, and you can visit her website at soulinsight.com. That is soulinsight.com. Stephanie, welcome back to Sunny in Seattle. Oh, thank you, Sonny. And hey, Benny, Hi. I'm really happy to be here. <laughs> yeah, pleasure to have you back. What can't you do with that intro? Jeez. I know. I mean, like, can you, build, can you build a house? You want to throw something in there, a spiritual house, so to speak, for all the angels and souls? I mean, it's seriously, yes. I, I want more. I want more. <laughs> Yeah, Stephanie really does. This is why I say I think she's one of the most talented um, intuitives, yes. uh, particularly intuitive channels practicing today. Um, she really, I, it, this is one of the things that I've asked you on all the shows, I think, Stephanie, but it's worth, I think, repeating. You really did do your 10,000 hours um, to be able to have such a clear connection with a variety of different beings. Um, and do you mind speaking to that a little bit, like the the pendulum with the alphabet, with all the things? <laughs> <laughs> yes, with all the things. Yeah, that's how I learned channeling. So my beginning channeling classes, which were taught locally uh, where I live by Sally Baldwin, who's now on the other side, supporting me in my channeling work as well. But she, she taught us with um, using a pendulum and what I will call an alphabet board, where first we learned how to ask very simple yes and no questions and get a very consistent yes and no swing of the pendulum that we could rely upon. And then we expanded our questions to include things that could be spelled out for us. So for example, um, the name of a guide that is helping us with our channeling work or the name of an ancestor who wants to connect with us on the, from the other side and, and getting those words spelled out or those names spelled out. Um, and it's wild. It's really wild to be in the practice of something like that and see the pendulum move. Um, because initially, of course, the, the mind, my mind and everybody else who's practicing would, would say, oh, I'm just doing that. I'm just, I'm moving it myself. I I, I want it to swing this way or tell me this. So I'm, I'm guiding it. But eventually with the practice, the 10,000 hours, as you like to say, uh, we find, I found that, um, no, actually, I couldn't make this up. I don't know what this word means. It's not really spelled so correctly, and I'm a stickler for spelling. So if I was making this up, I would spell it right. Um, <laughs> and so that we build, you know, I built my trust up with my connection to um, to the channeling work and to souls in general through that work with the pendulum. And then eventually I 
I don't, I don't use it anymore, but I teach with it. So I, I find it to be such an important grounding tool and such an important um, confidence building tool. And yes, it's very frustrating as well, which I think really weeds out those who are committed to working and, and becoming more clear as a channel and those who just, just want to make thing, you know, just yeah. go with the flow kind of thing. So, um, I believe in starting with the, with the commitment and building upon that. And I'm curious, even I was looking back through my notes. Um, the first time you were a guest on the show was in May, 2017, which is almost exactly four years ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, even since we first did that show together, and I know you were well-established in your work at that time, but how is your work evolved even since then like do you do you is your experience that your intuitive gifts continue to strengthen or grow or change yeah wow that feels so long ago and also I not know. right like also <laughs> like yesterday and that's not that long ago um actually my my beingness has changed radically so mm. that will inevitably influence our you know my work in the world and how i do it Wait. so yeah. What does that mean? What do you mean when you say my, I mean, I have a sense of what that could be, but I want to hear what it means to you. Your beingness has changed. Yes. Well, if I, I'll put it this way, if I were to pull out my journals from 2017, I would not, and I have done so by the way, mm -hmm. I would not recognize a lot of who wrote that in there because the circumstances of my life and my perspectives and perceptions on things have have grown and expanded so much and are now so so much more inclusive to what what I don't yet what I can't yet say I know but that I really really sense as a as a truth within me so it's not a knowing that's come from something that I could prove or something that I've read in a book that can be validated by the expert that wrote it, but really just more of a, this, this is the truth of the life that I'm living right now. And if it feels right to me, then it's what I know. So my entire, um, understanding of myself has changed. Um, my entire family structure has changed, which is, is massive, I believe, because we come up, uh, I identified so much, um, of me in the roles that I play, uh, or played within, family. So I'm no longer a spouse. That's huge. How much energy has been freed up from, um, no longer being drained in that direction, really within a marriage that was just not able to hold the growth that I was within. Um, it's also brought up, uh, you know, lots of different, uh, awarenesses of patterns or even insecurities, um, <clears throat> areas where, I do need to focus my direct my uh, attention so that I can examine. Okay, well, this this might be a place where uh, if there's not confidence right now, what is that actually telling me? Is it something I need to work on, or can I just be with it? So my understanding of myself and experience of myself has changed radically, and therefore my relationships with others also have been in transformation. Some of them have kind of, I call it spinning off. Sometimes we aren't able to, to maintain friendships or relationships that served us really well at one point, but can't anymore. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes it has to do one thing I'm really clear on is that my 
soul's greatest joy comes from um, directing resources, money, attention, um, education of myself and the communities that I serve towards those that are uh, repairing the planet. So that's a big cause of mine that I literally fill, it fills up my heart. And every time I'm tapped into those who are in service to the restoration of the planet through planting trees, through cleaning the water, through supporting the indigenous um, brothers and sisters that are defending our land and clean water, all this is a newer aspect of me that I did not know back then and all the way into 2017. <laughs> Yes. It's so, it's so interesting. I want to back up because there, I, if you could see my outline, you just touched on like most of the things that I wanted to talk to you about so we can expand on some of them. But the first one, you use the exact words because I was going back through an outline that from our show in September, 2020, which you were so kind to um, come on the show and really switch roles and kind of interview me about my work with folks going through divorce, being that that was something that I experienced and had great healing afterwards. And then um, now have the privilege of of walking with others as they make decisions, tough decisions about whether to stay or to go. Um, and so one of the questions or one of the things that was in that outline was, we can't show up for our full purpose when we're drained by dysfunctional relationships. And you actually used the word drained a moment ago when you were talking mm. about your own family structure. And I'm just, I was wondering, could you expand a little bit more on that? Because I, just to throw this in there, I've really had that experience myself in my marriage because such a great deal of my emotional, physical energetic, like my actual energy body. Um, and, and it would seem even my spiritual energy was devoted to maintaining the relationship at some level of peace and calm or, or trying to avoid it completely or suppress what was happening. Um, and that really did in my experience, um, keep me from, well, I don't want to say keep me. It just was a lot harder to do the things that I really wanted to do. And I remember at one point during, during my divorce, um, my soon to be ex-husband said, why can't you, why can't you be you and, and do all the things and stay in the relationship? And I, I, all I knew was that it just couldn't happen when I was, when we were in each other's presence, my body had very specific reactions. And I remember like being at the cardiologist one time for a stress test and he happened to walk in the room and everything just went boop, 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 Maybe I could have done extreme work over the lifetime, but it, it just was one of those things where I just feel like our, our contract together or our, 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 beings together just had this crazy effect on each other. It was just maybe karmic of some sort. Anyway, that was a really long preface to ask you, how do you mind commenting a little bit more on that about how a dysfunctional relationship can impact our ability to show up for our full purpose? Mm, yes. And you really spoke to it brilliantly and, and that is how it works. So sometimes we can't know why why can I not feel at peace with this person? Why is there not this, um, the, the same type of energy exchange that feels sourcing to me that it, that it used to feel years ago when we met? Mm -hmm. um, and we can ask those questions. I, in fact, probably spent quite a number of years asking those questions and looking for how can I make it fit? How can I make me fit? How can I make me fit into something that, that doesn't actually have room for me or space for me. And 
that's, I think that the pursuit of that was necessary in order for me to come to the place where I now recognize, um, they're just, when there's not room, there's not room. Um, and, and it's more painful for me to stay in something where I don't feel seen and um, known and accepted as, as I am and as I'm continuing to grow than to, um, than to take that very scary leap, which by the way, you helped me enormously making the decision to leave a marriage, any relationship really, but um, certainly one that's constructed as a family is is huge and it is perhaps it's arguably the hardest decision that one would ever make and it's not taken lightly by most people um and so having the support um and and also knowing people who are on the other side well you know what i mean you're on this side but on the other side of divorce you are (laughs) thriving you are thriving and that that is really helpful too Um, so I, I feel that what you said was so right on. Your body won't lie. Yeah. Your your body as that incredibly powerful vessel of wisdom will always reflect immediately when things are off, when things are out of alignment, when things are unwell, when there's stressors. And you and I have spoken before in another show about the heart. Um, and what a powerful organ of intelligence um, that is and, and guidance and insight. And if we can be more aware of the signals of our bodies, ideally the more subtle signals when things are off, sometimes we feel it as a bit of constriction. Sometimes we feel it as a need to retreat. Sometimes the heart, for me, my heart starts to like, I feel like it's closing, guarding, like putting up a barrier when I am in the presence of someone who doesn't feel safe to me or who, uh, yeah, I'll just leave it at that, who doesn't yeah. feel safe to me. Um, and so if we can honor that and, and just check in and be like, oh, cool, thanks, body. That was really helpful. I don't know what that's about, but I'm not going to ignore it. I'm going to pay attention to it. And what do we need? We probably need some physical space or we probably need um, to get quiet and still, or we probably need some time in nature. Those are kind of my go-tos when I'm getting signals from the body that you, your heart monitors registered. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I, I really, I love hearing, um, just how it sounds, how safe and free you do now feel, um, and how that has impacted your work since making, you know, the very difficult decision to reshape your family by, by, uh, going through divorce. Um, uh, is there anything else you want to comment on that or uh, shall shall I keep moving to my next question? You, I, I'll say one more thing. In terms of how it impacts my work, when we create space and freedom for ourselves, our work will instantaneously rise up to meet mm-hmm. us in that new place. So for me, I, I noticed right away, well, first I noticed that I was getting a whole influx of um, clients who were contemplating divorce, which I found very interesting. <laughs> um, and that made sense, of course. Um, and then I found that my my level of trust in myself was really building and expanding. And things that I was saying, um, so with channeling, which I believe we are all channels, and you and I in 
our own ways are channeling all of the time, actually. It's just a way of connecting to that higher place within ourselves. And if we want to look at it as an external higher place outside of ourselves too, we can, but always remembering that it's it exists within. So it's allowing for the transmission of guidance and wisdom and energy and insight and support to come through. For me, it's through language and words. Um, for other people, it's art, music, dance, whatever. There's so many different forms of it. But when we, when we are, when we have a clear container as in relationship or not being in relationship, our relationship to ourselves, for example, then the work can fill up and be clear in that way as well. So I have had a massive clearing and like up-leveling, I would say, of the exact language and the clients will tell me, oh my gosh, I can't believe you just said this because that is exactly what's happening or that is the exact word that my great-grandfather used or whatever it was. And I, I'll be astonished too, like really? Wow. So I'm noticing more of that occurring just by virtue of the fact that I've, I've been clearing myself and creating space for that and trusting in that. Yes. And Piggybacking on that, um, there was something I saw on your website um, as I was preparing for the show today that I just love because in my experience, like I love taking intuitive development classes and I love learning about this. I love speaking to folks who teach intuitive development. Um, and I used to have it kind of off in this separate category, like there's intuitive development and then here's the rest of my life, my body, my mind management, all the things. But um, you, what I have found to be true now is that when I support my body more, the intuitive signals or the messages become more clear. And you wrote, and I wish I'd pulled this quote before I, but it, it was something to the, it's in your mission statement. And it says something to the effect of that you are committed to actually caring for your body with proper hydration and rest and all of these, you listed all these things. And so as someone who does this professionally, as someone who teaches this to others who wish to strengthen their own intuitive skills, how important is it that we really include the body, the mind management, all the things into that development? Yes. Well, it's essential if we want to be integrated beings, integrated meaning whole, um, and having all the aspects of ourselves um, as one, because we're not meant to um, parse ourselves out like that. I don't believe this is what my mind says, but this is what my heart says. And um, well, let's see, today I'll go with the mind, tomorrow I'll go with the heart. How's that for confusing? Um, so we, we are getting different signals from different arenas and we are the intelligence that can um, integrate that, use, use that, make decisions around that. Um, Yes, it's so important. I had I had someone recently say to me, well, tell me a little bit about food. Does that really matter when it comes to intuition? My mm -hmm. belief is that it does. Um, everything, we are energetic beings and our bodies rely on fueling, right? This is what our food source is all about. We all know what it feels like when we eat a bag of potato chips. <laughs> a whole bag, part of the bag. It doesn't matter. The body is like, the mouth says yum. The body's like, oh, grease, <laughs> heavy, right? Sometimes my heart, I know this might sound a little dramatic, but sometimes my heart feels clogged when I eat something really heavy and greasy. Yeah. Um, 
And so I don't know that it really happens that quickly, but it feels like it does <laughs> to me. So I do find that when, even if the only shift we make is that of attuning our, our energy and our choices more carefully to how we source our body with fuel and hydration, what foods we choose. Um, of course, I lean towards the live foods, the plants um, that we don't need any more research on that to show that that is where the greatest health is, the highest energy is, and the earth really wants to give us all sorts of lovely, wonderful, yummy plants to enjoy. And there's so many ways to enjoy them. So um, whatever your your personal choices are with regards to your diet, if we can all include a little bit more plants in there um, and greens in there and brightly colored fruits and vegetables, we will feel better. How do we behave when we feel better? Well, we're nicer. We are kinder to ourselves. We're more approving of ourselves. Sometimes our bodies change to reflect the better nutrition. So that might be your skin clears up or it glows more. It might be that your eyes are a little brighter. For some, it might be that there's extra weight that is lost, even if that's not necessarily a goal or some, it might be toning or some, it might be awesome digestion. Who among us does not want awesome digestion, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> So there's only good reasons to provide the body with that which will support it in its in its greatest undertakings, which is everything, <laughs> life. Yeah, oh. yeah. I, I did two little examples that I'll just throw in there before we keep moving. Um, number one, one of my favorite analogies was someone. I think this actually may have been inspired by Abraham Hicks. I'm not sure. I think I learned it or I heard this first from someone who's a student of Abraham. I think so many of us are, but um, mm -hmm. that it's kind of like if you have a beautiful crystal glass and you've got a fork, you know, and you ting, ting, ting on the side, it's that real clear, crisp signal. Or if you fill the glass with like molasses or, um, you know, mud, then you ting the side and it's like thunk, thunk. And it's kind of like our energy body. You know, when we are, when our, when our physical body is clean and clear with what we're putting in it, um, then our, our, the signals can be very crisp and clean and clear. Otherwise we're just kind of like full and ugh, you're not really, it doesn't feel like you're a clear channel for not, I'm, I don't mean an intuitive channel, but I just mean a, a clear vessel for what wants to come through. Um, and then there's this funny story. I interviewed Paul Selig. I, uh, this was from a show we did several years ago. I can't remember which book this one was on, but he said, you know, he obviously is, is a, is a channel these days on a very large scale. So he gets his messages very clearly, but he was a smoker for many, many years. And, um, he quit at some point during the time that he was a professional channel. And he said that the, the, his, the frequency and the clarity and the, the strength of the messages, like it changed dramatically for him when he quit smoking. Um, uh, and I thought, oh my gosh, well, what better example? Not, we all know smoking is not great for us, but I mean, just an example of, you know, when you were better to your body, it can make intuitive messages easier to bring through, it seems like. Yeah, that's such a great example. It, I think it can pretty much boil down to self-love, mm. which is a, right. That's like the found, the foundation to do any, to doing anything well is connected, I believe, to self-love. Do you value yourself? Do you love yourself? Do you see yourself as a worthy being um, of, of 
divinity? Um, do you recognize your place here in the world, even if you're not maybe identifying like your soul's purpose, quote unquote, because I know that that is a question that some people get really hung up on or stuck on. By the way, our, our soul's purpose always and forever is to love and to learn and to grow. So that's it. That's why we're here. <laughs> we can stop searching. Um, there it is, the answer. Um, but yes, so when you're doing something self-destructive, which, you know, whether it's smoking or an, any other habits that we, we all have our own, you know, poisons, I suppose, then the then we're sending the message, right, of, of some kind of lack of self, self-love or self-approval. I believe this is, yeah. this is in my belief. Um, and then eventually be, they become habitual and very, very difficult to shift that. But we, we have free will and we can make any changes at any time that we wish to. And I don't know a harder habit to break than smoking. So kudos to anybody who takes that on and then reaps the benefits of what a great example he is and a, a good reason to dive into anything that shows more nourishment, care and love than that which will provide the body with ultimate health and well-being. I couldn't agree with that more, Stephanie. I, I share your belief that that any of those decisions we make it really are rooted in the foundation of self-love. Um, yeah, I'm, and I, I, this is a daily, I don't want to say struggle, but it's a daily journey for me around food and what I consume. Um, and I'm finding that balance more and more. Um, but yeah, so just for anyone else out there who's still figuring that one out, I'm right there with you, but I do see the benefit and I do see how it's all rooted in self-love. So... Oh, um, me too. I'm yeah. right there with them too. I had a client recently who we had this whole conversation about the food, the, the diet, the high, you know, high energy fruits and vegetables. And I said to her, make no mistake, I ate a brownie for breakfast. So I am not kind <laughs> I am not coming to you as perfection here. I will never <laughs> pretend that this is something that I have mastered. No. <laughs> okay. Good story. I think that's the first time I've snorted on air. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Picturing you having a brownie for breakfast. But... Yes. <laughs> well, so, <laughs> okay. So I'm just, I have more questions, Stephanie. Um, things about, you know, what it looks like. I know part of your work is helping people connect with their guidance and their soul's wisdom to be able to live lives of greater joy and clarity and ease. Um, so I'd love to hear about that. I also want to hear more about your work um, supporting um, our beautiful planet. Um, but I just want to, you know, throw out there, if you want to take callers, you just like jump in and say, hey, I'm feeling the nudge to take some callers and I'll send the number out. So. Yeah, we can we can do that. Go ahead and send the number out. We'll see who <clears throat> who shows up. I'm happy to serve in that way. And we can address your questions in the meantime as well. Beautiful. Okay. So for anybody out there listening, um, we probably won't have time for a lot of callers, but um, if you want to get in the queue, it will be 888-298-5569. That is 888- 2985569 um and of course like i said in the intro or if you've any of Stephanie's, um, and if I'm speaking today with Stephanie Banks. Her website is soulinsight.com. That is soulinsight.com. Um, she has the ability to connect with just about anything uh, <laughs> out there as far as light beings. Um, and so um, I guess once we have a caller, maybe Stephanie, if you want to share a little bit more about how you work, um, then we can explain more at that time. Sure. Okay. Um, yeah. So let's, I, um, let's see. Um, 
I would love to hear in your experience, um, because this is another one of those journeys that I'm on, really stepping outside of culture and following my soul's guidance, which is really difficult because my mind is always wanting to pull me back toward culture. But I know that what's in my highest and best interest is is known by my soul, not my human, mm-hmm. my human, um, you know, my human mind, my human inner critic, my human inner child, all those things. So what does it look like? in your experience, when we let our soul guide the way, because this is what you do in your work is help people connect with those greater sources of wisdom. Mm. Yes. So I want to address your, the use of the word culture, um, because I think that's really bright that you brought that in. Um, we, we are in a world culture that would have us believing in, in lack, right. In, in all arenas really. Um, but certainly in our own lack. So who are we to be so powerful as to trust ourselves and to make big decisions and to impact the world in enormous ways. And the, the other question really to ask is who are we not to, because mm. if you look at what is going on in the world, um, no matter what culture you are within, uh, we we have this opportunity right now. I feel like it's a very time limited opportunity to shift massively in um, in our ways of being, in our ways of seeing others. You know, it just in othering in general that there needn't be any type of othering anymore because we really need to be rowing in the same direction if we are to have an inhabitable planet to live on, if we are to protect the species that are dying out at at rates that are so rapid, it just brings me to tears constantly. Um, and so it's really important to recognize this, I'll call it a patriarchal world culture. I feel very comfortable calling it that. That's my experience of it. I'm not alone in that. Um, and this is not, this has nothing to do with men or men being bad. This is just the culture that we find ourselves within right now. And everybody is sort of a victim to it, men and women, um, and any, any type of gender, um, identification. So what, what we have is a, a choice to make. Will we continue to adhere to something that has really gotten us to this point, uh, uh, literally the the edge, I think of it as, um, and my answer is no, I'm not, I'm going to do what I can to examine and re-examine and choose differently so that where I am in my thoughts and my practices, unaware, because there's a lot of areas that I am not aware of, that's my responsibility to educate myself around, whether it's racial issues, whether it's my own prejudices, all of those things that we carry because of, again, cultural conditioning. It's time to not not bash them or um, finger point or blame or shame, but to take it on. Yep, this is part of me because I am within this culture and I have grown up in it and I need to examine what what is my part for my own transformation because where I transform, others can see and sense and can take that on for themselves as well. And this has to do with whether or not I have an audience um, or, or you know um, a group that I speak to or communities that I am teaching to. So uh, I find that each of us has, I love the way Lynn Twist says this. She says, we all have a part to play. It's not a big part. It's not a small part. It's your part. Mm. And when I repeat that to myself, 
I, I find space in there for me because when I start to believe it's a big part, it's a big part, it's a big part, I get overwhelmed and I start to shrink myself down thinking I can't do all of this. And when I think it's a small part, then I think, well, that's not enough. What can I do? I can't possibly make a big enough impact. How can I save those forests? How can I save the orangutans? How can I do this? Um, and that's the notion of, you know, the false notion of it's small, but it's not big or small. It's mine. My part is my part. Where my heart breaks is where I am meant to lean into and explore and support those who are in service to that in any way that I can. Um, and, and that is where the soul comes in because that's why my soul's here. She came with causes very near and dear to her. She came with an entire like endless, endless lifetimes of experience prior to this one saying, I will not... Um, I know that I have had the experience of, of uh, protecting animals before in other lifetimes in, in pretty significant ways. Um, and that is why I feel so deeply for them all. That is why I feel the pain of their suffering and their loss. Um, I know that I have had the experience. I mean, just it's endless, really, because our souls have been here so frequently that there's nothing new under the sun, but there are new ways to do it, new ways to live out and live into our, our roles here. And that's where my soul gets really excited is how can we offer healing? How can we be part of the repair? How can we be part of the restoring of life? That's a mic drop. <laughs> I was just thinking as you were talking, like, ah, and what you said something, it's like where, where your heart breaks, that is where you are to do your work. And I think, okay, mm. I know where mine does. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, that was beautiful, Stephanie. Thank you. I think you just covered like several bases. So I'm like, okay, let's check in with Vinny because I'm like, that answers everything I had. <laughs> I mean, I can actually ask a lot more, but if anybody would like to have a reading with Stephanie live on air, that is 888-298-5569. Again, 888-298-5569. Um, okay, so Benny, are you, um, uh, I've got my chat box open. If anybody calls in, I will just be looking for that. Okay, so Let's actually, I, I, one of the other questions I had for you was around, uh, do you notice in working with clients, like you mentioned earlier on in the show that you, when you were going through your own divorce or shortly thereafter, had many clients come to you who were struggling with a similar question. Um, do you notice right now at this time in history, um, given all the things that you just mentioned, particularly around um, all the things that we see going on in the world, um, I don't have to rename all of them because there are, they, I mean, we know what's happening. Um, do you notice any themes in some of the messages that are coming through from either uh, ancestors beyond the veil or Gaia when you channel for Ga Gaia, that kind of thing? Do you, are there themes or trends that you're noticing right now? Mm, yes. Um, so I have noticed that many of my channeled messages now do include a, a, a print, if you will, from, from Gaia, from our mother earth. Mm. Um, there's regardless of whether the client I'm channeling for is attuned at all, or even connected to what's going on in the, you know, uh, ecology, et cetera. Um, there is, specific guidance and direction for how to become part of this 
the tapestry of life that we all are. So I appreciate it so much because I, I want to speak about this all the time. If I, if, I, if I had the microphone, it would be almost all that I spoke of was how we can be in, in action to stop that which is so destructive, shift our attention to that which is regenerative and, and move collectively in that way because I do feel the urgency of it. I think a lot of us are, but then also a lot of us are not. Um, and that could be because uh, it's, it's overwhelming. It's painful. A lot of people are empathic, highly empathic and feel, feeling the devastation is too much. So that is a common theme right now. A lot of empaths are asking me, how can I feel less? It is a little bit too much for me right now. And the guidance for that is um, we have guides to help us there. We have guides that we can put on the task of like, think of it like a, a colander of sorts. They can sift out and like take, take some of the bigger, heavier pieces of what, what it feels like to be a highly sensitive being out mm -hmm. so that we can sense what is meant for us to sense. We don't have picking up on the despair globally is not going to really help anybody. I won't be able to do my work very clearly at all if I'm constantly in that state. Um, but having a bit of it or an understanding of it or a place to put it, which my guides help me with by, by sifting it out, sorting it out for me before it reaches me. And then I can determine how, how to use it or what to do with it or what's meant for me. Um, that's what I would want people to know is you have guidance for that. You have invisible beings that are part of your energetic support network who's desire it is they're assigned to you and they want you to live fully and they want you to live freely and they want you to live into the the fullness of your um of your purpose in your nature because we don't have to work so hard um we we're actually meant to have more ease oh i love that um and i that's something i have to remind myself of every day oh and we now have we have multiple callers um so uh, shall we switch to taking some callers sure. so see yes and i will try not to curse yes okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay hey you're passionate about it as am i about certain of these things so i understand it happens to, to all of us on the air sometimes okay so let's go to our first caller we have cindy from kirkland washington cindy welcome to the show oh thank you so much thanks for taking my call Absolutely. Hi. I'll turn you over to Stephanie. <laughs> okay. Hi, Cindy. How can I serve? What's your question? Hello. Well, I am um, a, a sensitive empath. Uh, mm. I have many, many guides and angels and work that I do. But of course, as many of us right now, I'm being presented with a lot of options. Mm. So I would love um, a reading from you. Um, just to see my options and I'm um, having a little bit of a difficult time focusing, you know, on one thing. So um, I think your insight would be really helpful. Perfect. Okay. So I'm going to tune in and I'll let you know who's here. I don't yet know. And we'll bring the message for you. All right, so we will hear from your higher self, your own soul, about this question that you have. 
I am excited and ignited by all of it because I have in a very big way called it all forward all at the same time. I don't believe in the concept of time, so I'm not really one who operates in that way. In fact, I prefer never ever again to refer to a timepiece of any sort. It will give me the reminder that there is something finite here and I don't believe that. I don't adhere to that. So that's point number one. I will not focus any of my attention on what time it is other than to make sure that I am reaching and uh, attending the appointments that are necessary. In every other aspect, I'm going to bump the concept of time to the curb so that I free myself up. Secondly, I wish to understand that I already know where the greatest uh, excitement and enthusiasm lies for me. So even though I have called a lot forward and I am very present to all of it, um, uh, arriving almost at once. There are only two right now that hold the greatest energy and I will move in that direction for they are the ones that sort of balloon and umbrella over the others and they require the, the um, and it is required that the ones with the greatest energy be attended to first because they send out the little threads and cords, silvery threads and cords that connect up with the other ones, making them thus easier for me to access and unfold. I am in a powerful state of manifestation right now, and I intend to let nothing at all get in my way. So by ignoring the concept of time and allowing for the greatest of my enthusiasm to guide and support me, I've got it made. Yes, there you go, Cindy. Oh, that was fabulous. And there are two things that I am most excited about. So, oh, Stephanie, thank you so much. Oh, you are welcome. I'm excited for you. Thank you for calling in. Yes, have a wonderful day. Thank you so much. Take care. Awesome. Oh, that was great, Stephanie. I always love, and one of the things that I will just point out, because I think we may have time to get to our other two callers today, but real quickly, even though the message is not, I didn't ask the question, I always get something from the messages that I hear that you bring through for other people. Um, So just for anyone out there listening, even if you didn't ask the question, listen for what might be there for you. (laughs) Yes. It's the universality of the messages, right? They are, they are global in their delivery. Yes. Absolutely. Well, let's go to our next caller. We've got Suzette from West Seattle. Welcome, Suzette. Hi, Sunny. How are you? I'm doing well. So good to hear your voice. I think I might know who this is. Yes, you do. <laughs> anyway, I'm, I'm very... How can we uh, help you? Well, I'm meant to be to be on the call. Hi, Stephanie. Um, Hi, Suzette. I, I thank you so much for this opportunity. Um, I'm, my heart's racing. I'm so nervous. I got through. Uh, I have kind of two parts. One is physical. For the last six weeks, I've been having incredible abdomen pain, and I won't go through all of it. But it, to me, it's been correlated with getting the vaccine. But nothing is quieting it down, so I'm in a lot of pain. Um, and then part two is I really see a blank before me. I feel like I'm done, like I keep pondering about selling my house and moving, but I literally have no insight, no vision, no clues. It just feels like a blank. So I don't know how much, you know, my physical is in, you know, playing with the, with the, um, you know, my sight, insight, uh, if you will. So I, I need some help. 
Okay. So Suzette, we'll tune into your higher self here and see what, what your soul would like you to know. Thank you. Oh, I'm moving. I'm definitely moving. I'm a mover and a shaker, actually, but I can't be the shaker right now because I haven't fully engaged in the mover kind of thing. And I don't I don't need to worry about the other details lining up first because I don't want them to line up first. And this is where I am at odds with my organized mind because I like to do things in an orderly fashion, step by step, number one through 10, etc. But this is different because what I am recognizing is that I have been hearing the call of my next location, where where I am meant to fill up my energy in the next beautiful space. And yes, it is indeed a beautiful space. And I already in some ways know where I would like to be called, but I have not allowed myself just yet the fullness of joy in the expression of that, for I believe I have to anchor it in somewhere or identify it clearly in some way when, I, when really I don't. So here is the process I will use to throw caution to the wind, so to speak, and allow myself to just be in the flow that is meant for me because I actually am am truly the one that's creating it. Number one, I will listen in the wee hours of the morning. And so, yes, I will, I will wake up a bit earlier than typical. And then I will place uh, my ears in the out of doors so that I can hear the, the wind and the birds and the, and, and the nature that wishes to communicate with me. I must do this in an earlier way because it is meant to be my time, my, my private time, my receiving time. And I will hear on the wind and through the calls of the birds and of the insects and of nature in general, where I am most, uh, where my joy is most present. And I will trust that then I will come in indoors and write it down, cap capture that in some way so that I can remember what I have received. Number two, I will stop trying to plan. And so instead of telling myself to stop something, which is never very helpful for then I just end up doing it, I will tell myself what to do in replacement of it. So instead of stopping planning, I will, I will prepare food for others. Oh, it's interesting. And in doing this, I keep my, my mind busy, my hands busy, my energy quite on task. And I allow myself to be a nourisher of others, which I love. I absolutely love. I will find myself in a greater place of fulfillment within this task. And I will also be establishing relationships and bringing myself into different locations as I travel to deliver these uh, beautiful morsels of food that I have prepared with love. And finally, number three, I am twisted up in knots. This is this is part of my sensation through the ab- abdominal um, field, and of course, that which I am having difficulty digesting will will also manifest uh, through through ener- energetic. Um, experiences as well. And so where, where am I digesting more than what I should? Where are the stones that I have swallowed that I do not wish to process any further? Where can I purge and clear and cleanse and open to that which is gentler and easier on my entire physicality for anything in service of that will also be in service to me? Mm. Whoa. Whoa, thank you. You're very welcome. 
Yeah, thank you, Suzette. And I have to say, I got something from your answer as well. So thank you for the questions that you ask. Wonderful. Thank you again to you both. Yes, You're welcome, absolutely. Suzette. Take care, Suzette. Oh, and Stephanie, I know we've got just a few minutes left. Um, I don't know how you're feeling, but I would love to try to get to our last caller if that's yes, available to you. Okay. Totally. Yeah. Let's do it. And we'll just take it to the end of the show. Um, okay. Just in case we don't have time for all the call signs and all that. This is Sunny in Seattle. I've been talking today with Stephanie Banks. Her website is soulinsight.com. That is soulinsight.com. Okay. We've got Kathleen from Petaluma, our first Petaluma caller, I think, ever to the show. So this is exciting. Welcome, Kathleen. <laughs> Thank you. Um, it's so good to hear your two voices, um, just healing, just to listen. Mm. Um, so my question today is, I'm getting ready. I'm going to take the red eye out tonight to Virginia to see my brother, who is in the process of dying. And I'm scared that he's going to die, and I'm scared that he's not going to die. And I just would like to not show up with fear, but to show up with love. Mm. Beautiful. All right. Is it okay with you, Kathleen, if we channel his essence or do you prefer not to? No, that would be lovely. Okay. Let's do that. <clears throat> I'm here. That's what I want you to know is that I'm here. And even if at some point in time you perceive me not to be here, that would just be it would just be wrong. I hate to do a right and wrong thing with you, but it would be wrong. So just know that I, I am here and I will stay here and I will be here and whatever here looks like, whether it involves the skin or whether it is um, through, through all space and all time, it is all good because I will be here for you to continue to support you in exactly what you need. And all I will ever need from you is for you to make that clear to me because as, as always, I will want to be one who is able to deliver on on what will be of greatest support to you, greatest service to you. Our relationship has been something of a massive blessing to me, to us both. And we have shown up for each other in times that were de definitely um, trying, call calling up all of the of the challenge and here and here we are and so whether i am about to take a step and a leap off into the great unknown but isn't it actually really known because isn't it just pure grace and love and um, div divine energy. Yes, I know that it is, but whether or not I am, I choose my, I make my choice in either direction. Uh, you, you are coming. And I know that that is true. I know that that is your, your offering to me is to be on route. So there must be no place within you that feels badly about your timing, no matter how things go, there must be no place within you that feels guilty or wishing things could have been, would have been, should have been. I don't want any of that because it will not serve the space between us. It will not serve the relationship of us. It will not serve the beings that we are. And since I have already told you that I am here and will remain here in any type of way that is uh, helpful to you, then I ask for you to just recognize that, receive it as the gift that it is, and know that you have already done and offered me everything that I have needed. There is nothing more to be said or done. There is just the exchange of love. That is the truth. I adore you thank you you're welcome thank you. yeah thank you kathleen 
Um, so safe travels. And uh, I know we're right at the end. Um, thank you so much, Stephanie Banks, for coming back to Sunny in Seattle. It's always an honor and a joy. Your work speaks for itself. <laughs> thank you, Sunny. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thanks, Benny, for running the board in Seattle. Thanks, Jeff and Petaluma. And this is Sunny Joy signing off. See you next week. <laughs>